Dark Insight. This is episode 38. It is Friday the 9th of December. And um, it's it's been a bit of a, a slapdash week for us this week, to be honest. There's been various issues here and there. So we've had to kind of throw this podcast together. And hopefully it's going to be a good one for you lovely people out there. So and I'm hosting this week. And if you don't already know, that my name is Josh Crow, And um, I am joined today by my good friend over in New Zealand, Mr. Charles Turner. How are you today, sir? Good, thank you. Good, good. And we have very special guests, seeing as Jeremy has the back out and Cliff has had the back out as well, just internet problems. So we have got a very special guest today. So we have somebody who even I have never spoken to before until today. Um, so it's a pleasure to meet you for my own personal benefit. Um, she's the host of Doug Feed TV's Level Gaming Podcast. It's Jala. How are you doing today? Hello. Hey. Hi everybody! Welcome! Yay! <laughs> it's a surprise. You get another person from the southern U.S., so you still have somebody from the south. <laughs> we, can, we can check on the weather there still. Yeah, yeah you can still can check do. on the weather down here. <laughs> yeah, we so can how? do. Although your accent isn't quite as strong as Jeremy's, though. To be fair. Oh no, no, it's not quite. No. Not quite as much. It, it depends. It varies depending upon who I'm talking to. Um, if I talk to somebody who is from Texas or from somewhere in the south, it's a lot heavier and thicker and people from other places not so much so i can still hear my southern drawl i can hear it i know it's there but it's not as pronounced it does come through in some things you say yeah yeah it does come through (laughs) oh yeah yeah sometimes yeah it's it's always going to be there isn't it so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um well i guess um we should hop straight into the news not that there's really too much to talk uh, about we can't we can't um, skip the weather we can't skip the weather i don't want more weather. disasters down here like last time we didn't talk about it we had we had uh disasters like all left right and center down here so we've got to talk about it <laughs> oh fair enough we don't want to set the weather gods do we no no, <laughs> no fair enough all right then well i mean the, from a british perspective it's it's been, I don't know, it's all right. It's been a bit miserable over here. It's been, I've had a couple of nice days this week. It's been warm today for some unbelievable reason. Where it's normally freezing cold in this country. So it's been all right, I suppose. This is a week I haven't really paid attention to that much just because I've been too tired. So it's been all right. What's it been like for you two? Go, Jala. Elevator, yeah. I th- okay, me? Okay, yeah. fine. It, <laughs> for the South, it is cold. <laughs> Which what? isn't saying much. I mean, like, you know... Um, for you guys you're just like okay whatever um it has been windy because we just had the uh arctic front come through and it has been rainy and super windy and i run i'm running doing training for a marathon and so i have to go outside Mm. and and run in it and so i hate it like normally i'm like okay it's fine because i'm inside no big deal but training for a marathon and having to be out in it for hours running in a direction in the dark and it's cold and wet and i don't like it <laughs> yeah fair enough no. what, so. what kind of temperatures are we talking about um uh, like right now it is 39 feels like 32 um fahrenheit so you know that's oh, not you freezing it's not it's you not freezing there's no fahrenheit. ice there's no snow so whatever yeah. as you you all with your weird fahrenheit measurements yeah, yeah oh, you'll so have that's... to do some conversion and stuff yeah that, that is pretty cold the for the south <laughs> Well, given the fact that over the summer, the average temperature heat index was like 106, I'm accustomed to hot, (laughs) very hot. And it only gets like 
mildly cool for maybe a month, if if that. I mean, it's going to be up to about 70 degrees in a couple of days. So <laughs> <laughs> our temperatures don't stay cold very, very long. long. Yeah. So no. I, I have no cold tolerance built up. So. Yeah, that, that that is pretty cold. Thirty two is is zero in Celsius for Jeremy. I know he always likes to know what the Celsius version of, of <laughs> the temperatures are. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's summer here, but it's it hasn't made up its mind if it is summer or not. It's yesterday was <laughs> a cracker, super hot. I went, to, but I went to work and it was raining and cold. And I get to work <laughs> at seven. We left the building at three o'clock and it was like really hot. Um, so I that's, got cooked on the way home. And then today it's cold and raining. <laughs> that sounds like Texas weather because it can be freezing, freezing cold in the morning and then, you know, just wait a couple of hours and go outside and, you know, you are sweltering hot and you're just like, okay, all of these jackets have to come off. You have to have layers here because you're, you're going to have to take off layers probably throughout the yep. day as the weather changes. So Yep, that's it. Yeah, Wellington's a lot like that, but it's the wind that gets you. It's the wind that gets you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's weather. Yeah. We can now move <laughs> on to the news. We can now move <laughs> on to the news. <laughs> I mean, so there's only one thing I personally wanted to cover on the news, and that was just the the Last of Us Part 2 trailer, because that, that trailer, for a start, absolutely blew me away. Um, that's coming from somebody who... <sighs> People are going to hate me for saying this. I think The Last of Us is ever so slightly overrated. I don't really think it's as good as people make it out to be. I think it's a very good game. I think some of the gameplay bits get rather long in the tooth um, towards like the, the middle back end of the game. Um, but I think the story more than makes up for that. So I, that was the story enough, alone was enough for me to get excited for a sequel, um, despite the fact that everybody's been saying it doesn't really need a sequel it's kind of like a self-contained thing but i was i wasn't surprised to see a sequel come up i was kind of surprised to see them sticking with the same characters and i'd be interested to see how big a part they play in the main game as a whole whether they're just going to be characters that you interact with as somebody else or you are going to be playing as those characters i don't know but it was good to see those characters come back um but the main thing for me about that trailer was the song in that trailer because there was a song that I'd never heard of before so I had to go and google it because I really really liked it and I discovered that it was somebody called Sean James and the Shapeshifters so I went onto iTunes and bought the album based solely on the strength of that song and it's really opened my eyes to some fantastic music this week so yeah I just wanted to kind of give a little shout out to that trailer for getting me into some some great music and that's that's all i really wanted to say about it i mean a thousand other people have said everything that i could say about the trailer it's stunning it looks incredible it's good to see the progression of the characters and how ellie's all grown up and you know how she's got a tattoo which was unfinished as well i noticed which is quite interesting um so yeah uh, sorry yeah, about the tattoo. I thought it was interesting because yeah. people were quite intrigued by it and they've now posted some close-up pictures of it and the, the, mm. um, some of the artwork. It'd be very hard to get a tattoo, I thought, in the kind of the world they live in. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. to sit down and take the time to do it. <laughs> True, but I mean, you think people have been known to give themselves tattoos in prison, so there are ways and means around it. Um, yeah. I just, I'm interested yeah. to see 
what it is and i expect this fan series flying like, all over the shop so i'm gonna have to really dig into them um to see what what other people think but it was just interesting to see ellie sort of just a bit more grown up now and especially because obviously she had that what looked like a cut on her head and so she had the, the blood coming down her head and everything and so you wonder what they've been up to before they get to wherever it is that they are and yeah it's just, it's a typical trailer just full of intrigue and bringing back characters that the vast majority know and love so i'm really looking forward to that that's that's already going to be a day one purchase for me i have to say cool so yeah cool. um i believe there's only one other thing on the news so very well, i shall let you take care of this one <laughs> on on that actually we're very amiss to playstation experience was last week that's what we should be talking about, because <laughs> we haven't we haven't had a recording since that, have we? No, it's true. It's true. Um, so and obviously uh, we had the, the the game awards as well. So, um, yeah. But I mean, I'd, off the top of my head, I can't actually remember all, like the, the trailers because there seems to be so many. I remember seeing uh, Wipeout, and I remember seeing Crash Bandicoot, which a lot of people are hating on, and I don't appreciate that. I love Crash Bandicoot. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he's got a bit of crap in recent years, sure, but, you know, just leave off the bandicoot, all right? It's cool. Um, it's yeah, a very nostalgia-driven um, uh, game. Mm-hmm, oh, it definitely. is, it is. And, you know, I've, I've heard people saying that um, they've played a demo of the, the remaster and says that it's... Some people say that it's exactly how you remember it, just, you know, it looks a lot prettier. And some people say, well, you know, it hasn't held up that well. And thinking, well, you know, it's doesn't really matter to me how well it holds up because it's, just, it's a fun game you know it's got a quirky character in it you're in bright colorful vibrant world which you don't tend to get in this day and age with first person shooters and you know it's just grays and bland colors and everything so it's, it's nice to see them actually taking a franchise that has gone a little bit sour in recent years just giving it living it the least of life that it really deserves so i'm i was very glad to see that um and yeah, the, the other one that stood out to me, obviously being a big fan of Kojima and his works, was be the Death Stranding trailer, which I still just cannot understand at all. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't understand what Game Awards, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that was at the Game Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it last week. Yeah. That that's very exciting and very strange. <laughs> um, yeah, that that yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. This, it's going to be interesting to see what he's able to come up with now he's not under the constraints of konami so but um it's because it's, it's it's confirmed that it's running on the same engine that gorilla are using for horizon zero dawn so i'm interested to see just how versatile that engine is in terms of the kind of game that he wants to give us but so that's mm-hmm. going to be really interesting to see yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But, um i don't know if it's, uh, sorry carry on well circling back to the Crash Bandicoot thing, one thing that I will say is that some of the people that I know that saw that you know, come out of the PlayStation experience were excited because they're like, now my kid can play this thing! You know, so um, that that kind of thing is also going to be, I think, uh, one of its strengths because it'll introduce new players to the series and whatever in like a mm. fresh, yeah. you know, give it a fresh eye. So, hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, are there any trailers that stood out to you two in particular? Because there was quite a few, mine. No, see, the, 
well, the thing that uh, I was most interested in is just because they had updated this the uh, Resident Evil 7 demo and, uh, mm-hmm. mm. you know, had made more of that playable. And so um, I was talking to a friend of mine, Allison, who has the PSVR, and uh, she mm. had used the headset, you know, for that game and was talking about how different it is uh, you know how different an experience that is obviously um from you know playing it on mm-hmm. a monitor versus the vr and how you could get all up in the fridge and and you know dip your head in and, and <laughs> you know look around and stuff and how creepy how creepy it made everything so um i don't have a vr headset um that is something that i would like to get but right now my time is such that i don't i don't feel it's a wise investment at this juncture but, you know, mm. perhaps with time. Because I would definitely want to play that game with a VR headset on. So, Yeah. So you just need to get a VR headset and a treadmill, and then you can go do running <laughs> run through the... There you go. You don't have to leave your house. It solves your cold problem. Right? Yeah, it'd be then, awesome. Then then if you wanted the environment, you could just uh, have a Silent Hill version of it or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you get monsters chase you, and it'll give you encouragement because you want to run away from them. Well, sometimes I actually listen to um, this one. Uh, it's a training app slash radio program, whatever, uh, called Zombies Run. And it's an ongoing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an ongoing story, audio story that, uh, you know, is also a training app for running. So I'll turn that on sometimes just to have cool. something different to listen to for music. Well, it sounds like you don't need much help. It seems like you're a very fit lady. Uh, do you find it does help, though? The, the gamifying running, does it help? Oh, it's it's just fun to have something to listen to to distract you because um, what has happened is that I've gotten faster than the people I used to run with, so I'm running a lot by myself now, so I don't have people to chat yep. with. So that's a bit of a problem. So, I mean, I mean, what like, kind of times are you getting for... on your marathons? Uh, well, like, I'm... Training for my first marathon. So I have been doing, um, you know, like I've done a half marathon, 25K. I've got a 30K on Sunday. So, you know, and then the marathon itself is on January 15th. So So I've been doing a bunch of like little random runs. Um, I'm not super, super fast. I'm I'm not super, super fast, okay, mind you. My half marathon was um, two hours and one minute and some change i think um but that was my first long race i only just started running this year Mm. so um i used to teach taibo though so i have been a fitness instructor for a number of years it's just that running was something i did not do Mm. okay cool yeah because i was listening to one of the level episodes and you just did a half marathon then you went and did like a zombie like obstacle course or something Oh yeah, I did the zombie charge. That was a zombie obstacle. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and also another an ongoing joke on the level is that um, I am like the Resident Evil Six Sherpa. I take everybody through that game. I do a lot of co op, and <laughs> I will play that game. I'm always playing that game with somebody, and so right now I'm playing it with uh, one of the les- listeners from that podcast, Mai. And oh, so, cool. uh, yeah, I'm playing it through with her. And Cole said that he might go through it with me. So, I mean, I've already got people lined up waiting in line to play this game with me. <laughs> you should start so, charging them. You could make it into right? a living. <laughs> right, right. Well, obviously, because of this uh, ongoing, you know, hey, Jala and the, the Resident Evil games, you know, obviously Resident Evil 7 was the thing that I was most interested in. So, yeah, that's cool. 
Um, I need to try the demo again. Um, well, I need to talk to Alice and see what now. she thinks. Yeah. 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 That's what I've heard. I need to talk to Alison about the VR because I'm seriously thinking about getting one. Mm-hmm. My ongoing Xbox selling saga. If I, can, I think I've sold both of them and then I'll be able to afford the VR. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, PSX, I think it was a really good showing overall. Um, they had so a lot of new stuff and there's enough of old stuff they brought in to kind of keep the nostalgia hype going. Because um, mm-hmm. they had the Rapper, Wipeout, mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot, yeah. all getting mm-hmm. remakes. Which, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty cool. Um, well, I'm trying to remember what stuck out to me. There was Marvel vs. Capcom, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know, the gaming, the the fighting guys. I think people stood up and cheered. Like, I was just quite surprised how excited people got. Um, See, I, I, I think. Yeah, Sorry. I I played um, Marvel vs. Capcom, but I actually my favorite fighting game is Capcom vs. SNK2. So Marvel vs. Capcom, at least to me felt really imbalanced it's really hard to balance that many characters so yeah. mm. you know i'm not super excited but i'll probably end up getting it so <laughs> I, th- I think it was that trailer when they showed it someone stood up and was like thank you <laughs> it's re- really funny um but yeah the uncharted uncharted 4 i thought it was a new game they were announcing because i was actually watch- had it on my phone while i was um i think i was cooking and so I was, I just had it on my phone while I was chopping up veggies and whatnot. And so I, I wasn't taking in all of it. But Uncharted 4, I thought it was a standalone game. But then I've later relearned that it's a standalone DLC, like they did with. Um, oh, 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 you mean they left behind for The Last of Us? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, true. That yeah. one. Or Infamous uh, Second Son. They did the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the first might. Yeah, yeah, that's the one, yeah. Um, it, it looks pretty cool. Like, I know it was mostly a cinematic trailer, but. The, the settings they put Uncharted in are always really cool. Mm. Yeah, um, so this this one is set in India, I think, isn't it? This DLC? Some, yeah, it looked like something like that, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I heard that a lot of people on shows I've listened to across the week saying that they actually thought that it was a new Tomb Raider game being announced because they were genuinely convinced that that was Lara Croft. <laughs> she does look awful film. lot like Lara Croft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I can totally get behind, to be fair. Yeah, that's, that's justified. But, um, well, yeah. I, I, as I said, I didn't realize it was standalone at that point, and I just saw mm. it, and I was like, I, I thought that might have been, um, I guess, spoilers for Uncharted 4. <laughs> um, is anyone mind? Nope. No? I don't personally, nope. but I no. mean, but, if, if you're listening to this, yeah. and yeah, it, it bothers you, you might want to skip but, ahead yeah. a little bit. Uncharted 4, Nathan, Nathan has a daughter, and I thought it might have been her, and I was like, wait, she mm. looks way too much like Lara Croft, they, can't, they shouldn't have done that, and then I realised it was Chloe uh, <laughs> later from the previous <laughs> games, and that makes more sense, she's an established character already. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm keen to play it, and if it's standalone, I'm more excited, because I sold my copy of 4, <laughs> I traded it in, so it means I still can play it without having to buy the game again. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you still have fingers left if you were chopping stuff and watching that and getting excited. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty good with a knife. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, Neck 2 was another one that was con- uh, confirmed. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me at all, <laughs> to be honest. I, I didn't didn't enjoy the, the first one whatsoever. Well, I, I thought it looked kind of cute, but I, I want to play it because it's got co-op now. So I'm keen to get that for my son, me and my son. Cool. Yeah, that's so, yeah. true. I I can imagine from that perspective, it would certainly do you do you proud. But so I mean, I I only really bought Knack just because I wanted something to play on the new PlayStation. Yeah. Um, 
so it was just it was nice to say oh yeah look how nice it looks and then thinking well actually that doesn't really show off the tech inside the box does it it's just you know i could have got this last gen or even probably the gen before just not quite so nice looking but um yeah uh, i know that um a few people did like it it's just not for me nothing will ever beat jack and daxter in my mind to be honest (laughs) yeah it was quite a simple game yeah i'm just i'm i've always been jack and daxter those are my guys but uh yeah cool but yeah, I think it was a really good showing. It's was, it was a shame there was no from software discussed there. Yeah, I know there was uh, definitely a dearth. <laughs> yeah, there was some. Yeah, I, I was hoping the whole time. I was hoping, <laughs> but um, there was some rumors about Dark Souls this week. There wasn't there, and from software, and the Nintendo Switch. Yes, yes. So sorry, I heard something about them. Yeah, getting. Dark Souls Three running on the Switch or something like that. I did. I didn't actually get time to properly look into it, so you might have to fill me in on that one. That's about all I know, but I'm super excited by that because <laughs> mm. now I, I can know. take Dark Souls with me everywhere. <laughs> I mean, it is just a rumor, as far as I know. It's not actually been confirmed. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just a rumor. So but let me I don't hope. know. I don't know who 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 reported the rumor, so I don't know how much stock you can really put in that. But it would certainly be interesting to see how they're able to make something like that run on something that's that is essentially portable but um we'll just have to play it by air i suppose yeah and I, yeah. i'd be keen for it um i'd be happy yeah, if they they just reduce the graphics down to 720 or something i'm sure it'd make it easier and on a small screen like that that's all you'd need yeah but yeah, yeah I would, true. i'd be excited how how are you with the the switch jala are you you excited by it or not interested not your thing Anything portable is good. I like I like things being portable, especially since the way that my um, gaming is set up is that all of my entertainment devices are in my office, which is a separate building from the main house. And so, you know, that's great that it's all in its separate building, except for when I've taken a shower and I don't want to go outside. And, you know, like if it's storming or it's freezing, I don't want to go out there, you know, to go sit in my office and and do stuff. So, like, I like to play stuff in my bed (laughs) or take it with me when I go places because I'm often out of the house. So, you know, like anything portable is a good thing. I like it. (laughs) So I'm all about having things uh, I can take with me. So nice, and taking Dark Souls with you is just yeah, dream come true. I would, I would. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Okay, you guys don't know this. Um, I played Dark Souls. I got like I played the beginning of the first Dark Souls, and I played the shit out of it for like the weekend that I was playing it. I hit Capra, and you know I stopped, mm-hmm. and then I was like, okay, uh, I need to figure out a strategy because the way that I play uh, does not is not well served by the small amount of space. So um, that being the case, I wandered off. I got some advice that was bad advice, went back, and then didn't get anywhere with it, and then put it down again. Came back to it again later. Um, Ended up figuring out on my own, after I just like wandered around in the game and did other stuff for a while, figuring out on my own what would work, but then not having any time between all these other things that I juggle to really invest the time to go into it. So like I haven't gone back into Dark Souls to play it more because I don't have time to sit down, plant myself in front of my computer. Like that first weekend that I was playing it, I played like 19 hours in two days. I mean, I was like in front of my computer the whole time. So, you know, like if it was portable, I would play the shit out of it. (laughs) 
So yes, mm, yeah. nice. if they if they did make it portable, yes, I would be all up in there. But yeah, because I know people have been wanting it on the Vita for a long time, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this would be a good option. Yeah, and I have a Vita, but you know, whatever. It doesn't matter if it's a different mm. device, and it was on that device. I would buy the device to play it, uh, just because I'm mm. control dumb, and so I if I get away from playing a game for too long, I don't remember how the hell to play it, and I have to get back in there. And that's a problem with Dark Souls. You have to be up on how to play it. You can't just set it yeah. down mm. and then go. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. No, you have to be able to get in there. You know, mm. so. I was having a lot yeah. of fun up until that point, and, you know, unfortunately, bad bad advice soured me a little bit, and then I figured it out, but then I just didn't have time to mess with it, so. Yeah. I'm curious what this advice was. Well, like, okay. <laughs> How bad could it be? <laughs> well, okay. Um, I, I believe I'm playing uh, Sorcerer. I don't remember. It's been a while. And um, I have, like chain mail and a scimitar and i usually play keep away i i do stuff from a distance like i play it like i were playing uh, a dnd game so you know say for example if we're talking about the the parish or something i didn't go straight in the front door and get you know beaten by everybody that's in there i went around the side killed everybody from the side picked the dude off you know from behind a pillar and stuff like that where it's like no 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 no. i'm going to use all Mm. the environment i can to my advantage of course you know with copra that's not the case but they're just like you know go in there Mm -hmm. and and you know just basically anticipating more of like me playing um you know a tank type character and i'm not and so like i don't do the damage that they're thinking that i'm going to be able to do and it just doesn't work. You know, the stuff they were trying to tell me to do would not work in that setting. So, yep, your character wasn't specced for that kind of tactic. Yeah, yeah. So, you just got to do yeah. Benny Hill and just run around in circles with the Capra. Yeah, I know, and that's that's <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, yeah. You know, and that's that's really the thing is is really just um, trying to manage the dogs and get them down before I can move on to the Capra himself. And you know, like yeah. I figured out how yeah. I want to do You'll that, and that's fine. It's just again. I don't have the time, so even if I were to go back in there and start playing again, like I don't want to get sucked in because I don't have time. I don't have time right now, <laughs> and if I do, I'm going to be playing 19 hours on the weekend again, and then I won't have any time for anything. <laughs> and then yeah. my commissions won't get done, and then but I won't I mean, get paid, and there's problems. So <laughs> <laughs> It's very true. But I mean, at, at least you've got the motivation to want to do it, because Capra Demon is one of those where it's a typical breaking point for people they think oh no this is just too difficult i can't click with this and that's typically the point that people sort of just put it to one side and say this game is just not for me but at least you've got the want to just stick at it you just don't have the time which is something you can't really help at the moment oh no well the the thing about it is um with me in video games uh, the things that i like best about games um okay i play games for different reasons um i will play games like visual novels or whatever when i'm just laying in bed chilling out because i've you know run a you know 24 miles on a on a training run and i am tired and i just want to relax you know or if i want to play something just to have the experience of playing the game that's when i would do something like dishonored or um dark souls and i like uh flexibility and i like traversal and i like you know being Mm -hmm. able to do whatever it is i want to do and being able to explore and you know, having new challenges constantly, and obviously all these things that I'm saying are things that are Dark Soulsy. So, you know, yeah. So it's right up my cool. alley, and I absolutely loved everything that I played of it, except for the fact that I'm like, okay, this arena for the copper really does not 
allow me to do very much. <laughs> this is really restricting. No. So, okay, that's not nice. And, you know, like I said, um, with the advice issue, I had a problem, but then I just wandered off into the forest and killed the moth thing. And then I went back and I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to do now. And it's fine. It's kind of like if you just take a break, sometimes you just get the answer. You know, if you're playing a puzzle game or something, it's the same thing here where, you know, I just yep. had a break long enough mm-hmm. and, you know, that was fine. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I look forward to yeah. your episode of Don't Go Up Skeleton. Whenever I actually fucking get through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let it be portable nice. and then it will happen very quickly. <laughs> so. Well, with the switch, we can just keep hoping. Right. We'll start writing in our letters to, to Reggie. Right. Yeah. And to Miyazaki. <laughs> Make it happen. Um, but on the, just finally with the news, the thing I thought was really fun this week is that uh, Reggie from Nintendo went on uh, the Jimmy Fallon show, Fallon show, and showed off Mario Run for the the iPhone, which is coming out in five days' time. Yeah. God, is it really? Gee, yeah. And I'm excited oh, by God, that. God, it looks good. Insane. Really? I, um, I... It, it's, it looks like... Sorry? Uh... I was curious, but I hadn't actually looked into it. So, yeah. Um, tell me more about how awesome it is and why. Um, it's just Mario on your phone. Uh, and Nintendo have an ability to make mechanics, odd mechanics, work in gameplay really well. Like, they seem to be able to just adapt. And so the games played were just tapping the screen and jumping. Mm-hmm. But they've created the levels much like uh, the Rayman games that are on the phone, mm-hmm. uh, where it's your, your character's running and you're tapping to uh, to jump at the right times to get through the obstacles and uh, navigate through the levels and collecting as many coins as possible. Uh, so it's just taken the fun of Mario, but just simplified it down to just the jump. And yeah, it'd just be fun. It'd be fun to have a proper game on the, on the phone. And it's not an endless runner. People thought it was an endless runner. It is level-based. Oh, good. <laughs> um, and you are... Uh, yeah, it's not just an endless runner that's randomly generated or anything like that. It's actually levels that have created. And Nintendo know how to make levels for Mario. Yeah. They do them well. Yeah. Um, and so the, there's a like a 10-minute video of uh, Jimmy Fallon playing that initially. And that, it looks like fun. Um, and then they let him play the Switch. Um, and what I liked about it, that's why I want to talk about it, is that we've, we haven't, this is nothing new that we've seen over the Switch. It's just, I really enjoyed how excited he got. It was a little over the top, <laughs> but he was just like being a fanboy, like, like through and through. And just, he kind of lost his, yeah, <laughs> lost his mind at how, how excited he was to be able to get his hands on the, on the console. Um, and I, I just enjoyed that, that enthusiasm. Um, and also, I think it's going to sell really well, like really well now that he's done that. I think it, Nintendo are very clever to get it on the show um, and get the hype going. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, so I think it's going to sell pretty well this console. Yeah, it's only a few months away now, isn't it? Is it what, March? Yeah. Is it? Yes, March. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh um, God. But again, I can't believe Breath, it. Breath of the Wild looks awesome. Um, I want to play mm. it. Yeah, I mean, even I have to admit, it does look pretty cool. But uh, and that's coming from somebody who's not a Zelda fan at all. But it does look really good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, going to be interested to hear what other people have to say about it. It's not going to make me go out and buy a Switch because I just I don't have the need. I'm planning on getting a PS4 Pro for Christmas, so I don't really have a need for yet another console. <laughs> but I'm 
I'm certainly interested to know other people who are more into those sorts of things than I am talk about it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm all over it. I want to get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Me too. It's yeah. like fun. It's just yeah. a shame that uh, Breath of the Wild got delayed. It's yeah, it got pushed That's back. Right. Which a game fun. got delayed. Never. Yeah. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was looking forward to buying the console and playing that straight away, but yeah, it's pushed back. Yeah. 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 No chance. <laughs> Anything else exciting in the games world for you guys this week? Um, no, not particularly. I just wanted to say one last thing. Going back to the the whole Dark Souls portable thing. Yep. I I did hear a few people do uh, the remote play for Bloodborne on the the Vita, and mm-hmm. I'm interested to know how they would actually do that because one thing in Souls games I rely on so heavily is the lock on mechanic. But obviously, because you can't click in the sticks on the Vita, mm-hmm. that doesn't really that doesn't work. So I. Yeah. I can't imagine actually playing a Souls game without that mechanic because it's just it's probably the mechanic I spam the most because it means that I've got a central focal point and I can just plan my strategy on the fly whilst maintaining focus on what I need to, to look at. So I would be interested to see how that would manifest itself if it was even possible to do so if it does come out on the Switch because I'm not well, sure do- if if the switch controllers would actually necessitate that kind of mechanic. Yeah. I'm not sure if the, the analog sticks have the L3 and R3. Uh, the Vita has the touch pad at the back. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that would replace yeah, that, potentially. That's what I was wondering too. Uh, but the moment that you said, mm-hmm. Oh, you can't push the thing in. I'm like, but it does have a back touch screen. So it does. Yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. I, I often found that back touch screen to just be more of a hindrance than an actual help to any given game that I was playing, yeah. just because it's it's naturally just where your hands want to go. So you often find that they're conflicting with the gameplay just because you don't want to play the thing with your your hands just in an awkward position. You want to be comfortable mm-hmm. where you're mm-hmm. playing. But the only way to really be comfortable is to actually hold it in a stance that's detrimental to your your playing experience so yeah. i don't really know how that would yeah. work but only time will tell but uh yeah, it was just something that i was thinking about while you were talking about uh the switch and everything it just it suddenly occurred to me i thought but how would the lock-on mechanic work because i rely on that so much that i would i definitely miss it if if i couldn't mm-hmm. use it yeah there might be another button on there that would replace it um well to be fair there's only one two shoulder buttons as well so that would mm. It could the mechanics could be changed quite drastically. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I think for Bloodborne, obviously the touchpad would probably replace the, I don't know, either the L1 and R1 or the L2 and R2. So obviously you you have to map it in a way where it would really accommodate your style of playing, whether you you use the the trick weapon a lot or or whether you're just strictly you know just spamming the R1 like I tend to do. Um, but obviously everybody's different. It was just something that. I happen to think of and thinking, oh, I just wonder how that would work exactly. So it was just me That's thinking good point. out loud more than anything. So it's a good point. Yeah. I'm just looking at this the Switch controller, the standard one, um, and it's the Joy-Con, and it's got your typical four buttons: the A, B, X, Y, and yeah, and then it's got a plus and minus buttons like the start and select, and then it's got yeah. the D-pad, and there's a home button, and it looks like a, an additional button on the left side. Yeah. So there's not, and then two shoulder buttons. I don't think there's triggers. Hmm. No. 
Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Food for yeah. thought. We will time will tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover in terms of news, really. So some of those trailers just didn't really do anything for me. But some of them, it was more just sort of harking back to the games I was playing when I was growing up. So I did download the Parappa the Rapper demo and give that a good, a good um, sort of bashing because it was that was I missed that game a lot. Um, so it's good to see that they're they're not um, I don't know, disregarding old franchises like that because. It, uh, we do have a lot of love for those sorts of games and yeah but that's pretty much everything I, I wanted to cover in terms of trailers and whatnot. if everybody well, else is happy well what I enjoyed with the, the, this is my segue um, the PS the PlayStation experience that what was cool is that they had a lot of stuff that you we could try now like people that weren't at the show people like us at home like mm-hmm. they had did you see demos were live that day and they also yeah. announced they had the game Let Us Die which was Show, they showed and it's like play it today and mm-hmm. so I did <laughs> yeah. um, so that's the game I've played and I, I just think that's cool I really like when, when they can do that and say look just go play this game now mm. yeah um, it doesn't happen very often does it <laughs> no and I like, I like no. it more often than not and so if they can keep yeah. doing that I'm happy um, see so yeah, that's, that's one game I've played this week um, I haven't played enough of it because I've had a super busy week uh, it's it's very strange it's uh something 51 studio or something I don't know I can't remember the name oh it's a grasshopper manufacturer isn't it that's it 51. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 uh like no more heroes and I've always wanted to play the no more hero games just never got around to it I like yeah I look, look, wanted to as well I've liked yeah. how wacky they look um and let it die has that wackiness um but the combat is dark souls ish it's not as slick as dark souls it's a little bit more janky um, but it is close, um, and yeah, I've I've had fun with it. It's a roguelike game, so you going through a dungeon. I don't know. If, um, it also reminded me of the game Baruch Baroque. It's it's an old. It was on the Wii. I think it was on the PlayStation Two. It's a weird. I don't know if you guys, you guys know that game. No, I don't think I've ever no. heard of it. To be honest, no. Um, it's some kind of like yeah. It's got an angels and demons kind of aesthetic to it and you're going through down a tower and yeah you die and you have to start again and yeah and so this game's the same thing you're climbing a tower um the world's been destroyed and it's a, and by disasters and mailed together and there's this giant tower like the tower of babel um and it says that you can get to god at the top it's kind of the basic intro to the, the world and it's this the tower's made from just junk from the world like buildings and mm-hmm. yeah it's mm. all messed up and yeah, yeah. You're, you're climbing the tower, and so when you die, you, you, your character dies, and then you choose a new character, and you go through, and you've got to get try and get further and further through the game uh, each so time. So what's yeah. janky about the controls? Um, they're not as responsive as your Dark Souls, so it feels like sometimes it doesn't respond um, mm-hmm. as smoothly as would as you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not as polished mm-hmm. as... Uh, Dark Souls mechanics. Uh, it's like 80% of the way there. Mm-hmm. Um, Could some of that maybe be because yeah. it's a demo? Or do you, you think that might be? No, it's a full game. It's a full game. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, it's a free-to-play game. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think that that's it. They just they haven't spent a lot 
the amount of time on polishing it. But from what I've been told, the normal hero games were like that as well. Mm. They're a little bit janky. Um, it's easy to get stun locked, like very easy to get mm. stun locked. But that might change with armor because it does seem like there is a, some kind of poise system involved because you can hit enemies and they keep attacking through it. Mm. But it, so you you get armor. Um, there's it's quite brutal. Um, you can go crazy killings and stuff and decapitate the people and I have no idea why people are just like attacking you and those they're going crazy but it's 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 very creepy um it's, it's strange but I, I did like it it's got a really quirky feel there's like a death character there's kind of Uncle Death he calls himself and like he's <laughs> yeah. he like skate he's skateboarding around the, like you get off the train the, the intro's kind of cool you're on a train um and it's just like there's like I think like eight people like bodies just like slumped on the on the side like on the chairs like and they're all strapped into like cords and there's four males four females and they're just like look it's like different looks and so you can choose what you look like um and you can choose them and then you choose the one and they stand up and you've still got like all these ports like plugs throughout your body where you've been plugged into the mach- this machine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then you get off the train and Des there talking telling you about how you've got to get through this tower climb the tower and he takes off on a skateboard, like his death riding a skateboard is just the coolest thing. And he's like doing like tricks and grinding on like the subway chairs and like stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he just like bails like real bad. <laughs> it's just really funny. Like it's got a lot of charm and character, um, but yeah, the gameplay isn't as polished. Um, and it's yeah, it's, so it's your you've got a hub area, and so you the progress you get through if you die, you lose all your gear. And when you and then that the level that you died on, when you get back to it with your new body uh your original character is a powerful enemy that's more str- stronger than the, the normal enemies are on the level so it becomes a tougher enemy and i think there's a slightly there's an online element that you can fight other players who have died um so but i haven't really experienced that i've only got through like the first level and then you can come back to the hub and you can like you're getting to like each level you unlock the elevator and then you can come back down to the bottom of the tower level up and I think, yeah, it's kind of strange. It's like two leveling systems. Um, there's one that is you level up your stats, very similar to like Dark Souls, mm-hmm. um, where you actually specific, each level is a specific stat that you choose. Um, and then I think you lose that, those, that progress if you die. But then you also level up your proficiency with weapons. So when you kill an enemy you get experience for the weapon you killed them with. And I think oh. that proficiency stays. And so you'll do more damage with that weapon as you level up that weapon. Hmm. And so even if you die starting again, you still have re- retained some, uh, like you've still got, you're stronger, like with your fists, so your fit, you can fight with your fists and they level up and they do more damage and then you find hammers and you find, I found, I've seen nail guns. I've seen, um, firework guns i've seen uh giant pickaxes uh circular saw where you can like people run at you and you just like stab them with a circular saw and just you grind it through them um uh, there's all sorts of strange weapons um yeah so about how it's... long are the levels or how long was the one level that you said you got through not long. It was probably, but I spent maybe twenty minutes running around okay. through well, it. Well, how was the design? 
Um, nothing okay. too special. It's 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 because it's it is. I don't know. I don't know yet if it's random. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I haven't gone through enough. So the first character you start with, you, it forces you to die, and then that be, that and that's part of the tutorial level, and then it then that's the the kind of the when you start your new body game, that's the first thing you fight is is your first first mm-hmm. character to kind of teach you that mechanic. Um, it, it's just your simple kind of dungeon. It's also I shouldn't say this might be a bit taboo. Um, it's sort of like chalice dungeony, so nothing too special in the levels so mm-hmm. far. But they could change. Um, they're just rooms and corridors. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's. Yeah. There's room for. As I say, I've only played a, f- a few hours of it, so I'm not too experienced in it. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed it, and I'm keen to get back into it and see what else it holds. Um, mm. To get to the next level, there's escalators, and I found one that was locked, and then I found the main one that you're supposed to go to. So there's obviously side, maybe, levels uh, that you can yeah. unlock through exploration and getting keys and whatnot. Um, but for a free-to-play game, it doesn't feel like yet that I've had to, that you're forced into buying mm-hmm. anything. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so the, I played it for about 10 minutes um, when I realised that it was up and I downloaded it and I did give it a, a very quick go, but less time than you, to be fair, so I, I couldn't really comment too much on, on the gameplay because it was very just very much just a sort of, oh yeah, this is pretty cool, and I'll come back to this at some point, but I get the impression from other opinions that I, I've heard throughout the week that, because it's, it's Grasshopper Manufacturing who made it, but I think they made it in conjunction with another company so i think he's suda 51 has had to kind of reel in his his kind of quirky sense of humor a little bit so i, I get the feeling like it's gonna be it's gonna have its charm and it's gonna have its its little quirks and little nods to things here and there but it's i think it's more supposed to be just actually focused this time because I, I know that because um, he did lollipop chainsaw as well i think yes yeah correct yeah so and I, I remember that being kind of borderline offensive in terms of you know, some of, the, <laughs> some of the, the jokes that came up in that. So I think after things like that, it, it kind of had to sort of reel him in a little bit and say, look, you know, we like your charm and everything, but let's just let's try and focus on the gameplay here and actually make a, a game that's that's not going to offend anybody, but, you know, we can release it for free and people are actually going to like it. Um so yeah, I'd have to really sort of get stuck into it to have a proper opinion on it, but it seems quite fun from what I've played. Yeah, it's it's really strange. Like there's a cool mechanics like throughout the levels there's frogs hopping around. Yeah. And you can you can walk up to them and you can stomp on them. And they grow mushrooms when you um when you stomp on them. And the mushrooms have like status effects, so they can sometimes they can heal you, sometimes they um can They'll they'll poison you, and so you can then pick up the mushrooms. But it, or you can crouch and sneak up on the the, the frogs and pick them up, and then you yeah. can just eat them, and they that's oh, instant right. hit that heals you. Um, so eating the frogs, so this you can you can change the healing items. So may, mainly the there is healing items. You eat the frogs, um, but they're actually if you don't need to be healed, you can then go stomp on it and get yourself a, an item that can be consumed later. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, the touchpad hasn't really been used to much effect in a lot of games I've played. Um, it's just used no. as a, a, a start menu or a menu button. 
Mm. But this was quite clever. They've got you pick up mush- the mushrooms because you also can find just mushrooms growing around as well. You pick them up, and you actually just can flick left and right, like just not pushing on it, just flick on the touchpad, and it flicks between the the menu of them, right, which is yeah. up at the top yeah. right of the screen. And then you you can either push on the left hand side of the touchpad, and it goes into a throw animation. So you just push it, and then you can throw the mushrooms because some of them explode. Uh, some of them have poisonous gas when you throw them. Uh, right. Or you push on the right side and then you eat it. And I accidentally ate, because um, I'm used to games where that's the menu, so I was trying to get into my menu to look at my character stats, and I hit the right side and, and I ate a poison mushroom. <laughs> and so I started getting, so I had to learn that. But the cool thing was I started eating, I started getting hurt because I was poisoned. But then it pops up a, a, a throw up oh. prompt. And so you hit the button, I think it was X, and then you puke and then you stop being poisoned because you like force yourself to puke. <laughs> And it removes the poison from your body. And I just think that's kind of cool. Like when that game can do little things like that, actually think about the situation and, and add those mechanics in. I, I like that mm-hmm. detail. That's awesome. <laughs> um, that is pretty cool. And just the hub area is kind of weird. Like the characters, there's this lady who is either fully tattooed in white and in, in white and black stripes or has a full bodysuit with a bikini over the top. I'm kind of unsure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a... Um, and she looks, she's got like giant tusks. Um, and yeah, it's very strange. And she, she's like a voodoo doctor and you can take mushrooms to her and she can make potions or stuff for you. And she does this weird chant. It's very strange. <laughs> very bizarre. Um, but it's going to like a, a cyberpunk kind of aesthetic to it. It's like, like futuristic dystopia destroyed kind of worlds. There's like rusted metal everywhere and things are being mashed together. And, um, yeah. Cool. Very unique and strange. Um, but yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed it, and it's free to play. So Can't go wrong with that, really, can you? Yeah, no harm in trying it. Uh, definitely not. Is that all you've played this week? or Final Fantasy or... fifteen. But I, yeah. I don't know if you want me to talk about that as well. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I think, it's a, I think Cliff will probably want to really sort of get stuck into... To that as well so and i have picked it up myself as well because i've heard so many good things about it that i felt like this final fantasy i actually want to play so i have actually picked up a copy that arrived yesterday but then again i've also picked up the last guardian so you know i'm just i'm picking up the games left right and center at the moment so um i think we should probably maybe save that for i don't know maybe like when you've got more time into it and when cliff has got more time into it and when he can actually hop on the show as well because i think he's probably got a lot to say about it himself um yeah <laughs> yeah and then plus if we if we get to talk about final fantasy that it's gonna go on for a long time i think so <laughs> yeah so it's probably it's probably best to kind of leave it for a show where not much else has been played and then it could just be solely sort of final fantasy 15 chat i think it's probably for the best yep sounds good to me yeah so that's, that's all you played then, is it? Um, jumped briefly into No Man's Sky, um, mostly because I told my son Odin about the creative mm-hmm. mode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he just loves creative versions. So he enjoyed that game in the first place. He liked flying around a spaceship. Um, and so I, he's been playing it quite a bit, and so I've jumped on with him. And he's even decided that he wants his birthday to be No Man's Sky huh. themed. <laughs> Uh, so I've been I've been working on um, his invitations, and last year we did a small video and had on and did a video invitation to his friends, and we're doing the same, just doing a little clip of No Man's Sky, and 
been working on a script for <laughs> No Man has No Man's Sky themed invitation <laughs> <laughs> video invitation. Um, but yeah, oh. it's it's just no. quite wondrous that game. I know there was a lot of bite back, but it's just still fabulous to just fly through the stars. There's a lot of wonder and charm. I like it. Uh, so I sold my copy ages ago. I was quite disappointed with it. Not to the extent where I felt like I should tell them just how disappointed I was when <laughs> everybody else seemed, seemed to do, because I don't, I don't really think that's fair. You know, they've had a lot of stick recently, and I, don't, I didn't want to add to it. I thought, well, I'm just as guilty as anybody else for building it up in my own head. It didn't quite meet my own expectations, but they're my expectations that I've enforced. So mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not, strictly speaking, a fault on their part. It's more a fault on my own part. So... I thought, fair enough. If people love it, which they seem to, crack on with it. It's just not really, it's not my cup of tea at all, really. But I, I would say that I think Odin is probably like the only child on the face of the earth to have asked for that <laughs> <laughs> as, yeah. as like a, a themed birthday. Yeah, I think you've probably got a very unique son on that one. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but uh, yeah, fair play. But yeah, it's just, it's not my cup of tea, really. So it, I know you're enjoying it, and I know that Jeremy's kind of enjoying it. I know he's run into a couple of hitches recently, but um, yeah, so if you can get on with it, then have fun with it, but it's just not for me. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Is there Jala, what have you been playing? I, I yeah. have been playing Dishonored 2. That's the first thing I've been playing. So, um, (laughs) I was already on the level this week talking about Dishonored 2, but you guys have never heard me talk about Dishonored before, so that's okay. I I can uh, do a little bit of repeat of some of my stuff. Like, I've already told you before um, that traversal is one of my absolute favorite things in games and flexibility of gameplay. So when I come into a Dishonored game, um, I automatically will just want to go everywhere look at everything and then before i finish out any given mission i will go back through the level the other way just so i can just see everything and just explore everywhere i can Mm. um so because i'm i'm very much the exploring type so i want to go everywhere they will let me and then the thing about dishonored one is that i was very happy that they let me get to as many places as they allowed me to um because that's not as typical in games. There's usually the invisible wall. And yes, it does have invisible walls, but not nearly as many of them. So um, mm-hmm. when I got into Dishonored 2, I'm playing as Emily um, because I figure Corvo is, you know, like the dude from the first one. So he's going to be pretty much like he was in the first one with maybe a few moves that are new. I don't know. But um, I am uh, about halfway through mission number four right now in the clockwork, whatever the hell. Uh, mansion so yeah yeah like i've got uh sokolov and i need to go drop him off at the carriage and then after i do that then i can go after homie so that's fine um Mm -hmm. i'm doing a uh, low chaos run although for a while it was high chaos because i'm not very (laughs) i'm i'm not very picky uh so I, i i'm not like trying to go for a no kill run or anything i'm just playing the game and just chilling out on my first run through if i feel later on that i want to go through and do like a no kill run i'll do that as you know like a second playthrough of the game but you know for my initial playthrough i'm just wanting to see it so um yeah but because i like my traversal stuff so much and i like all of my uh you know utility skills and things i'm only just now getting stuff like domino and all of the newer powers because i was trying to get my dark vision leveled up and my you know blink equivalent leveled up 
So um, I'm still waiting to see how the new powers are going to influence how I play the game. Because, you know, so far it just seems um, like continuation of Dark- or, uh, Dishonored 1 with better graphics mm-hmm. and whatever. But I haven't seen um, how the new powers influence everything yet. Now, one thing that I uh, mentioned uh, during the level um, earlier this week was how... The thing I want to see, because I do so much co-op, is I would love to see a Dishonored co-op. It would be so neat if they did it like Portal 2's co-op, where like Ooh. you have to work as a team to get anything done. Like, And it's very consciously built that way, especially since the Dishonored levels are so intentional with how they're laid out. You know, That would be really neat. It'd be hard to do, I think, but it would be really neat if they did it right. Mm. So, Yeah. That's interesting. I've never actually thought about them doing a, a court mode for Dishonored. It's always been because it is a strictly single mm-hmm. player game as it is. I've always thought of it to be so. I've never considered going down that route of actually having a, um, like a court partner. I mean, obviously, now you've got two characters, it would certainly make sense to be able to have that mm-hmm. option. But um, I'm not quite sure how they'll implement it in terms of like, if it'd be kind of. Yeah, so just puzzles where you have a certain amount of enemies. I mean, if they could really extract parts of the the clockwork mansion stuff as well and then incorporate that, then you could do it that way. You could do time trials and stuff like that. It'd be be interesting. There'd be a number of different ways they could do it. So, uh, yeah, I've never thought about that before. A question about the characters, because I haven't played them yet. Um, With Dishonored 2, is it that you just start the game with one of the characters and that's they play through the campaign or they're still interacting with each other throughout the, so, uh, the game something the happens in the beginning of the game that makes it to where only one of them is available and you just get to choose which one is mm. the one that yeah. is available and the other one okay. is yeah so they're not yeah. they're not the other one's not an NPC no, throughout the no. game then like they're not they're not no. running around no. behind you or anything or no. Okay. no, so I mean, it would be spoiler territory to really sort of actually explain how that, that plays fine. out. But uh, yeah, yeah, but you've it, explained it's enough. Definitely, yeah, yeah. So that is definitely how it happens. So, so with this current game, it's not feasible because they've already written one of the characters out for the most of like, the game. It could be like you know, um, an extra yeah. mode or something. It's kind of like Portal Two. Um, the co-op in Portal Two is meant as something that happens after the main game. So. You know, like it yep. could be a situation like that mm. where it's just like a totally different mode that's not, you know, related to the main game be- or anything. Of course, another thing they they could do, which would not be as fun, is they could go the Sniper Elite 3 route and just have like, hey, look, it's a clone of whoever you are playing. You know? <laughs> I played through Sniper Elite 3 with uh, one of my buddies and yeah, like it was just dude and same dude except slightly darker colored. <laughs> okay whatever <laughs> so yeah halo does the same don't they they do the the twin master chief yeah yeah i remember that um yeah it sounds like it'd be a really cool option for a a standalone or an ex- a large mm-hmm. expansion of like another mission where they can you can actually co-op together well, even That'd if it really was just cool. like a mission rather than a bunch of missions it would still be so cool and i would i would like it because yeah. Um, mm, yeah. that, it would be really hard to program, I would think, just because of um, trying to uh, f- plan for both of the characters' moves and how all of you know how you could interact with it. Like, I, I think it'd be pretty easy to break it, probably, <laughs> unless they were very, very intentional yeah, with so. how they design the level. So, yeah, yeah, that's a, I think it would be another issue as well if you've got two characters using powers how that would affect the AI of the guards mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. 
not do because I think that might they might struggle to do deal deal with two separate things going on. Um, but there's been ways and means around that where you can only maybe have you have to still the delta without any powers and one of you has has the has the ability to use a set amount of powers maybe maybe powers or whatever. Maybe maybe sort of just take the nature of nature it gives you anyway anyway and just try and try and use that to build the build upon. But so, yeah. so that's like my wish list. If if I were to get uh, my way, I I would tell them you need to make at least one mission where you can play both characters. That would be awesome. So, also on my wish list, which will never happen, but I really want it to happen. Uh, I want more cosmic death whales in my life, and I want them to like be be my minions. Like <laughs> when I played Dishonored One, and I I uh, got to the DLC where you go to the the whale factory thing and. There is a live mm-hmm. whale there. I so was looking for a way to break it free so we could just go ape shit and kill everybody, but they didn't let me do that. <laughs> I was very sad about that. I, I want no. that to happen too. I want a, I want a free Willy and I want Willy to just go destroy everybody. It would be great. I know that that'll never happen, but <laughs> that is okay. In my yeah. little world, that that and Dishonored Co-op are things. So. So anyway, nah. like, um, nah. yeah, I, insofar as, like, um, other stuff, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about the the gameplay itself, though, because it, it plays just like Dishonored 1 um, with just a few... Yeah, yeah it like, it, it's a very seamless transition mm-hmm. from one to the next. Um, you know, there are some slight yeah. differences, but mostly it's the powers that we're talking about that are, are the biggest changes. So. Yeah. And and like I said, I don't have enough of those unlocked at this point to really comment on that. I do like what I've seen of the Clockwork Mansion, though. That has been a lot of fun to wander around in. Uh, that is mm-hmm. a cool level. Yes. That is a yes. very cool level. So yeah, um, I'm looking yeah. forward to going back in and playing more of that for sure. So yeah, definitely. It it gets my uh, um, award this year for level design without a doubt that was absolutely incredible to just wander around mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. i'm just like oh really they, yeah. they they're letting me do this i i did not know that's very cool mm. so yeah 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 the one thing i will say about this one too is a friend of mine an old school friend of mine um he picked it up about I don't know, about two weeks after i did and uh, he said, oh, I noticed you, you started playing it. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And he said to me they hadn't started yet, but when he did, he wanted to make sure he did it properly. So he started it, I think, only a week ago, and he's already further than I am. <laughs> and he's thinking, but you've got, you've got less time than I have. And he's, got, he's already got, I think I'm on 32% of the trophies, and he's already on about 68%. <laughs> what are you doing that I'm not? Seriously, what are you doing, and how do you get this amount of time? Because, I mean, I've put about nearly 30 hours into it myself and i am right at the very end of the mm-hmm. game now and um you know I, I openly admit to anybody that i'm crap at the game so i know i'm not going to get complete stealth but you know i was it was i was kind of dismayed it just kind of made me drop my controller and think oh man <laughs> you kidding me but uh oh, oh, oh yeah. I, I will say one more yeah. thing about um the level, I, I don't remember if it was the last level or the one before that. Anyway, um, one of the levels where you have to go to the uh, asylum place, I was really hoping that um, the mm. target would be following you around, but and I thought it was for a while, but then I found out it wasn't, and I was kind of mm. sad about that. I was hoping that it would be like, you know, t- terror-stricken panic when you're trying to do the nonviolent uh, yeah. res- resolution for that particular 
uh, mission and that would have been so cool if it was like doing a nemesis like a Resident Evil nemesis thing and following you around that would be really cool but oh well yeah Definitely, yeah, because it would have added a sense oh, yeah. of tension that the game's never really I know, had before. that would have been yeah. so cool. I, yeah, I thought totally. that was the case, and so for a while yeah, I was yeah. terrified. And I'm like, oh my god, okay, I gotta, I gotta put my, put on my helmet and go back in the game now because I, I had to, you know, stop playing and then get back to that part. So, and then I realized, like a few minutes yeah. later, I'm like, ah, never mind. That would have been so cool. <laughs> they should have done that. I, I'm surprised they didn't, honestly, because that would have been um, a really because they the people designing it obviously put a lot of work into the levels to make them interesting and fun to go through and that would have just been yeah, that would have just been so cool and it's just one one extra thing you know oh well oh well that's okay yeah. in in my uh, little world maybe just yeah in my in my little yeah. world that you know yeah. has dishonored co-op and you can you can sick the whales on people and stuff um <laughs> that's also a thing where where that happens so <laughs> Anyway, um, that that's the main game I've been playing. The other thing I've been playing is completely left field and absolutely the opposite end of the spectrum. And I've been playing Hauntful <laughs> Boyfriend Holiday Star. <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I said, I play visual novels sometimes just to chill out. And this has been a week from hell. So I've been playing Hauntful Boyfriend. And I played the original um, full game. And Holiday Star is like this little extra mini game thing um that uh you know is just obviously for the christmas season or whatever and uh so it's got a bunch of mini episodes and they're all really short like 30 minutes long or something like that to to run through each of those really absurd uh stories but it made me laugh and smile which was the objective so that's cool um the one thing that i will say about hotful yeah. boyfriend is okay going into it you think this is a dating sim with pigeons what the fuck um but the thing about it is that this game like you think that it's just you know making fun of dating sim games and you know commenting on visual novels and japanese culture or whatever but in the original game like halfway through the game your character dies and then it's a murder mystery and it's post-apocalyptic and it's just like it's just fucking crazy like it just completely derails from what you thought it was and just does something completely different you're like whoa 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 what the hell and the holiday star the the you know other little game i i finished up here it does the same thing like it is like oh it's a cute little okay you're gonna you know you've got to go catch the christmas thieves that are taking all the trees in town but then you find out that they're genetically grown creatures from a lab who have nothing and like all this other crazy shit happens and you're just like what (laughs) what in the hell it just throws this curveball at you every single time it goes through and tells you a story it just throws something at you that's completely like you know weird and, and dour and just nuts just bug nuts it's just a bug nuts game so <laughs> it does yeah, well i mean strange. like it, it keeps yeah, it keeps it your does. attention i mean like it's already weird enough that you know you've got the the whole birds and and you know dating sim whatever thing for the the main game but then you know you add in murder mystery and robots and you know the apocalypse occurred and you know uh, like that's why there's very few humans left and why the birds have risen to power and all kinds of crazy stuff and you're just like what what what's going on so wait my character died and like you play half the game and you're not even alive anymore <laughs> okay so 
you know it's it's just very left field so i mean like um but the the unfortunate thing is that if you don't know much about japanese culture or you know visual novels or any of that kind of thing you like you'll get some of the jokes but you're not going to get all of the jokes you know and it's not going to be as funny Mm. to you i mean it'll be left field to you but you won't have a point of reference you know so yeah yeah, so it's like I said to you before we start recording, how that I don't have a great understanding of a lot of Japanese culture, so a lot of that stuff would just fly straight over my head. But I have picked up um, yeah. the original. <laughs> oh, <it's> true! <laughs> I didn't even thought of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so I did pick up the original, and I put about I don't know about an hour or so into it, and it was quite fun. I just the thing that gets me is out of all the birds you could have chosen, why did it have to be pigeons? Why pigeons? <laughs> <laughs> why? You know, couldn't couldn't it be something like graceful and elegant? You know, something that's at least like a bird of prey or something. But it's like a pigeon. Well, there's a, there's a pigeon. There's a morning dove. There are pheasants, and you should, there's a parakeet. Oh, there's right. a cockatiel. At least, at least the yeah. <laughs> That's all right. At least it offers a bit of variety yeah. down the line. If it was just, if it was all pigeons. So like, oh, if I just wanted to see pigeons, I could just. Well, go what's outside. funny about that though is that, but... um, well, first off, the the game has a, a special mode where you can turn on, and instead of the portraits being birds, you can see quote unquote what their soul looks like or something, and then it looks like you know like an anime drawing of like you know a dude, and yeah, and, and then yeah, but but then too, yeah. um, uh, there is a joke in the the holiday star part where they have like magical girl pigeons but it's like you know how magical girls or maybe you don't know magical girls basically are all color-coded there's a red one there's a blue one it's kind of like power rangers or any other you know thing where you've got like a bunch of like a team of (laughs) super whatever the fucks um so they have super pigeons and the thing is it's like light gray dark gray and like you know uh medium gray or something like that and there's three of them and they're just all gray <laughs> and they're just because they're pigeons there's there's not very much variety <laughs> so so That's yeah mad. so it's it's pretty funny yeah so yeah i think it's definitely gonna have to be one of those where uh my girlfriend and i just go through it together just so we can both take it in and just say what well, the I hell mean, is going on the here? first Seriously. half of it really didn't catch my attention very much and i'm just like okay this is just a dating this is really just a dating sim with some birds in it okay whatever this is not why are people freaking out about this game and then halfway through the game i'm just like whoa <laughs> what happened and then i was just glued <laughs> to it and just like playing it because i i just wanted to know what the hell was going to happen because i had no idea at that point i just i i didn't know you know like they just threw any <laughs> any concept of what i i was uh originally thinking you know out the window so and and the yeah. uh holiday star kind of does the same thing where i mean at a smaller scale because it's a much smaller story with a lot less build up but you know each of the little uh shorts there's like four main short stories and then a bunch of little side side stories um the main stories all play into one another and so you know you play one and then it unlocks the second one which you know references the first one and it builds up but um yeah the stuff that goes on you're just like Okay, I I was not expecting that to happen, you know, and that that's this game just in general. <laughs> I was not expecting this game to happen. <laughs> the end. So no. Yeah. It sounds sounds like this game's very mm. self aware and doesn't take no. itself too seriously. 
Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of fun. It's fun because, you know, like going from dating sim poking fun at other dating sims it's just being one of the one of the mil- million of them that are out there and then suddenly turning into like a murder mystery and like crazy crazy insane storyline and everything like that's pretty cool that they just like you know it, part of the reason why that works is because they have that whole first section that's all the dating sim but if you can like put up with that just to get to the back half of it you'll just be like what in the hell you'll just yeah it's 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 worth it for the back half of the game, but without that buildup of the first half of the game, it wouldn't be as, um, you know, astonishing when you get there, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is mad. I'm going to have to get on that at some point. <laughs> well, so what are you guys playing it on? I'm playing it on, on my PC, so, you know, like, I'm just on my mm. PC with that, but. Hmm. Yeah, I picked up the the original on PS4 because it was on sale ages ago, and I remember uh, Chris from Chomp Chain talking about it. So I, I know he's a man whose judgment I can trust. So I thought, well, it sounds pretty funny anyway, and he he quite likes it. So I thought, yeah, I'll pick it up. It was on sale for about five quid, I think. So I thought, yeah, it'd be be worth a worth a try. And then I played it for about an hour, and then just like everything else I buy, it's just gone on straight on the back burner. <laughs> <laughs> well so, it'll but, uh, it'll be kind of like yeah. i'll I'll just say like you have to kind of bear with the first part but once you get to that turning point that's when you know like everything just goes wacky and it is way way more mm. interesting at that point than the whole lead up so yeah that's fine yeah i can appreciate that and i'm completely willing to you know suspend my disbelief on anything so it's <laughs> fine <laughs> Yeah, I'm just quite happy to just sit there and just take it in for what it is and think yeah, it was just a fun, pleasant experience. Yeah, yep. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, is that that's, what you've been playing? That's the or? main stuff I've been playing. I, I more recently also finished playing Child of Light on my Vita, but, you know, um, that one I don't really have a whole lot to say about. Like, I played the whole game. It's a cute little fairy tale-ish type RPG thingy. Um, I like the art style. Uh, it plays decently but it, it the gameplay it's not really the reason why you're there you're just kind of it, it's interesting um because i try to pinpoint why i was playing the game <laughs> like i i like the art mm. but the gameplay is 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 just there like the the fights aren't really challenging or anything um it's it's serviceable but that's about all i can say about you know how the combat works the world itself is, I guess, mm. fun to go through just because of how the look of it is. And the story is really simple. So, yeah. I mean, like, I guess it's just one of those things kind of like visual novels where, like, I'll, I'll play them just to relax. I think it's just because it's it's a relaxing game. It's a game that you just – it's a pretty quick yeah. game to get through, and you play it just to, you know, unwind or something. It's not something you want to go to if you're, like, really looking for a, a good RPG to play. No, no, not, not Child of Light. Child of Light is – uh, definitely not not what you're looking for. That's uh, that's like a before bed. I play it for thirty minutes kind of game. So, mm. yeah. it seems it seems yeah. like a bedtime story yeah. type aesthetic. So it makes sense yeah. that's when you want to play it. It seems like a ch- children's rhyme. Oh, and uh, by the way, tale. thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Um, that's a pet peeve of mine. Yeah, well, everybody in the game speaks in rhyme, <laughs> and the rhymes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It yeah, sucks. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I I, used to write poetry, and so, like, uh, it drives me nuts to, to read it. So, 
Hold on. Hold on, Charlotte. Is he saying anything that you don't do? <laughs> it sounds like you do everything. I, I don't do everything. <laughs> there are some things I don't do. Now it's like you don't do. <laughs> um, I don't play a musical instrument. I appreciate music, but I don't play a okay. musical instrument. We'll let you off the hook, Ben. I have a kalimba. I've, I have played right. a Native American flute for a little while, but I didn't stick with it, so... I didn't. It go. was very See? brief, and I didn't do it for long, so it, it doesn't count. I do dance, but I don't play music. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I've heard that the, the rhyming gets a bit tedious because it's just continuous. It'd be, it'd be better if it was every so often. Well, there is continuous. one character who specifically does oh, not rhyme ever, and everybody corrects her and tells her what she should have said to have rhymed. So, <laughs> that's so that's fun. pretty cool. Right? I'd be that person. I'd be that person, right? not right. right. So, and and the thing is, is that because the the battles are easy, like the thing is, is um, I I was told that the harder difficulty level, like I played it on normal, I was told that the hard difficulty doesn't really do anything for the battles other than just make them last longer. Like it doesn't, you know, challenge you or limit your resources or anything. It just basically gives the enemies more HP which that's not what I want. So, you know, that that just prolongs yeah, the fun. part that's not interesting about the game. So, you know, that that's not <laughs> yeah. very cool. But, um, yeah, it's very fairy, fairy, fairy tale-like, but it's also light on the storyline. Like, there's not reams of text for you to go through, really. So it's just like exploring, mm. relaxing, you know, playing through this fairy tale environment. It's a very gorgeous game, and I think that's really the thing that I like best about it. Um is just the the graphics. Being an artist myself, I will oftentimes buy a game mm. based on, you know, uh, how the art looks to me, how the level design and the art looks like when I look through trailers and things like that. Like, say, for example, I bought Abyss Odyssey for that yeah. reason, but I actually ended up really loving that game. <laughs> so, and that's because yeah. that has this Art Nouveau mm. aesthetic to it, but it's also happens to be yeah, highly playable and very fun, especially if you're co-oping it. So, yeah. So it's just a bonus, basically. Really. <laughs> well, the thing is, is even though it's a yeah. uh, you know roguelike and randomly generated levels and everything, those some of the levels that come out of that thing, I'm like, oh, that is that is evil as hell. Like they put a, a wampum block right in the middle of this pit on the one place you have to go, and this thing has spikes on every side. Oh my god! Like, damn it, you know. And then right after that, there's a bad guy, and you know, it was just awesome. So. So I really, I really enjoy it. Even the the way it randomly generated the levels ended up being um, infinitely interesting to me because some of the levels I could have sworn somebody had made it like that intentionally. Like, okay, this is I've I've progressed down to one of the harder levels, you know, and oh my god, this is almost impossible. Oh, they they planned this level. They must have, but no, it's randomly generated. <laughs> That, that's what's interesting about random generated. It, it can it's a hit or miss. It can either be just ex mm. completely boring and not unique at all, or it can be yeah, just well. Fantastic. And one of the other things that's really fun about that game, not to di digress completely from stuff I've currently been playing, but uh, <laughs> the thing about that is uh, you also get to play the monsters in that game, and you can buy from the merchants the yep. uh, tokens so you can play that character and like toggle between your main person and then you know the monsters and there's levels where you fight as a monster against other monsters in order to gain you know like a free token to play that 
that creature later. So it's fun. Anyway. Cool. Cool. Is it your turn, Josh? I believe it is. So I'm going to have to keep this one short because we're conscious of time. Um, so I'm going to be talking about a niche little game, a game that I don't know if either of you have heard of, a little game called uh, Bloodborne. <laughs> I've, uh, yeah. Never I've, heard of it. No, no, to be honest, neither had I, neither had I at all. Um, yeah, so despite the fact that the release schedule has been so busy recently, I keep coming back in my mind to Bloodborne. I just cannot seem to get rid of that game at the moment. And it didn't help that the last Kane and Rince episode was on Bloodborne as well. So I've now listened to that episode twice. And every time somebody mentions it in something that I'm listening to while I'm at work or something, I just have to shout out how good that game is. Um, so I've actually I've gained many many a many a strange look over the past couple of weeks because it's just a, you know, a man with a big beard covered in tattoos just shouting about a video game while he's at work. So, but um, yeah, so I thought everything else is going to have to go on hold. Cliff's been bugging me for a long time to actually get my arse in gear and get the DLC done but the stage I was at before was I was on New Game Plus 2 and I tried the DLC on New Game Plus 2 and I thought nope, just nope, I'm not good enough for this this just is not going to happen so I thought the only way this is actually going to happen and I wanted to kind of get to the DLC area by the time the Christmas break hits just because I think that would be a pretty cool Christmas game to have um so I, th- I thought, right, I'll, I'll start with Christmas <laughs> charm. Oh, I'm I'm just a regular old Scrooge me. So I I don't actually care about Christmas. All I care about is the time off work. That's <laughs> that's what I need. So yeah, um, but uh, so I wanted to start a new build and then get up to the point where you can get into the DLC and then hopefully I can find the time to do that before the year is actually out. Um, and yeah, as soon as that first cutscene started, I was instantly just head over heels in love with the game again it is absolutely fucking amazing that game and i love it to pieces i absolutely adore that game it is by far one of the best games i've ever played and i've decided this week that it is definitely my favorite in the entire series as well because it was kind of it was that and Dark Souls 1 kind of pushing for top spot and they were kind of, they've been neck and neck for a long time now but just hearing everybody go on about it in the Kane and Rince episode of it I just think it, no it's just got to be top of the list it just speaks to me more in terms of the, the world and the aesthetic and how much detail that they've put into every single corner of that world and every single part of it um, just all the enemy designs are fantastic. The combat feels fluid and spectacular, and it makes you feel powerful. And because uh, obviously it was the first one in the series I had personally played, so I've had to go back and I've gone back and done all the other ones, bar Demon Souls now. So having done that and done the whole thing where you just you cower behind a shield and you take everything in like just baby steps and you take every corner as cautiously as you can. And to then just come back to Bloodborne where it just encourages you to just be so in their face with the attacks. And I, just, I completely missed it. A game that is absolutely unrelenting from start to finish. And this is going to turn into another Dishonored 2 situation where I'm just going to say, I love it, I love it, I love it. But I, I can't help it. That game is just so good. 
and it's a testament now coming back to it starting fresh to just how far i've progressed with the mechanics that it offers you because i didn't have a single idea what i was doing when i first started playing it i just bought it because everybody else seemed to be playing it and i thought well, i want to get on board with what all these people are doing and just sort of see what all the fuss is about didn't know what i was doing kind of completely just muggled my way through it really enjoyed it but then going back to actually take on um dark souls 2 as the the scholar edition and then going back to dark souls 1 and then doing dark souls 3 after that um yeah it just gives me a greater appreciation for the kind of the changes that they give you in bloodborne it just it's kind of it's fine-tuned to an extent that i can't quite put my finger on but i whatever it is that they did to that i really like it despite the fact that they don't give you as much um i don't know sort of they don't give you many ways to change up your build it's basically you've got kind of a few set paths you can go down you can't really sort of do any sort of hybrid builds or or anything like that you just my build is generally it's just it's just straight up just strength build um so just to, to come back to that knowing the mechanics and understanding them a bit more this time i'm able to understand the game a bit more and because i'm able to understand it more i find that it it's clicking back into place a lot easier than i thought it would have done because it does feel quite alien going back to it after playing all the other ones so i was quite surprised at just how quickly i managed to pick it up you know i mean i did went ahead and did the cleric beast i did that the first time i think it took me about five attempts to do father gascoigne um and i'm now on vicar amelia which i nearly did yesterday but she just tipped me just right at the last minute i only needed one more hit and she got me so i was a bit a bit gutted by that but um yeah it's i absolutely love being back in that world it's too many people have been on my case now to get stuck into the dlc so i thought right enough's enough i need to experience this because i i don't believe i've done all the dlc for dark souls 2 but that's pretty much all the dlc i've done because i made a start on um the dark souls 3 stuff um i didn't do uh the artorius dlc because my copy was different it was something with regions and i couldn't actually do it that way so i've had to go and buy the prepared to die edition so i can start again just make a fresh build and then just take that whole game on and do the dlc while i'm at it but i thought this is the one because this is my time of year anyway like the whole sort of dark brooding atmosphere is my type my time of year so i felt like bloodborne would just be perfect for that and yeah i'm gonna have to basically just cut that one there because i i'm gonna <laughs> go on for ages and so like i said like i said we've got to be time conscious and everything and we have got listening responses as well so i can't afford to go on forever i just really fucking love that so game dis- so, so dishonored love 2 it. is like game of the year and bloodborne is game of forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much the only thing that that holds Bloodborne from being my all-time favorite game is Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. just because nothing will ever knock Metal Gear off that pedestal for me. Nothing. That is my ultimate series of games, and they're in a league of their own, just way above everything else, because I've got such personal mm-hmm. personal connection to them. Um, but Bloodborne is basically like the very next step mm-hmm. down from that. Um, it is just 
it is the cream of the crop in my opinion i absolutely adore it to pieces it's just such a perfect game <laughs> oh, can i marry is it is, is it legal for me to marry a video what's game? funny can I do is, that? is no is what's legal? so funny is that when you were first talking about it and you're like i have decided and i'm like what you're gonna marry it and <laughs> here you go <laughs> <laughs> if it was legal then i probably would to be fair but what um, did your girlfriend say about that <laughs> sorry what did your girlfriend say about that oh she yeah she should be gone in a heartbeat anyway <laughs> she'd say right that's it just i know that you like video games and everything but this is just too much i can't handle <laughs> so yeah like, i know i know that you're like a, a big nerd and everything but just if you even think about marrying a video mm. game that's it even if it's just a joke i know she'd leave <laughs> over it so <laughs> kind of hoping she doesn't listen to this episode <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah so i'm gonna have to just cut that one there because i will go off good. on one about it oh it's better than good it's the best <laughs> oh i love it i love that game so much yeah, yeah but, i talked, so, enough. I mean, I talked yeah. enough sugar about it last mm. year so i <laughs> don't yeah, thing is now that because it, I've come kind of full circle now in terms of because it was my first one and by the time I got into actually probably playing it, it was before I knew anybody that I now know on Twitter. So I didn't really have anybody to speak to about it. It was basically just a, I want to get into this series and this seems like the best jumping point to get onto this train because it's it's the latest in the franchise everybody else is going to be playing it so i can kind of take their experiences that they put up on twitter and kind of learn from it to an extent so with that and then meeting people throughout my playthrough and then going back and doing all the other ones just kind of gives me a great appreciation because it was my first one and as you say you never forget your first so because it was my first one it's just the one that i have so much love for and again because it's it's such a dark and brooding game and it's obviously it's impossible to talk about bloodborne without saying it's got the lovecraftian ties to it i actually counted lovecraft was mentioned about 15 times in the kenny rinse episode i had a tally chart <laughs> going at work how many times it was mentioned so it's pretty much impossible to say bloodborne without mentioning lovecraftian nature somewhere in the same paragraph um and when I got into Bloodborne, it was not long after I'd actually first got into reading Lovecraft stuff. So, and I know that many people you know, hate on his writing for whatever reason. It's just to me, it's just it's a world that I had never known of until I happened to just stumble across it. So, I lap everything up in that universe, and this is as close as I think we're ever going to get to a proper hp lovecraft game obviously there's been a few others in the past and we've got that actual proper call of cthulhu one on the way next year i think but this to me is just oh it's the ultimate and i love it so much enough <laughs> enough i'm not talking about this game anymore <laughs> enough no more i'm i'm done oh it's just so good though but yeah yeah i'm not talking about that anymore because we have got list of responses to get to so um, yeah. we are, yeah, we are at an hour and a half now as well. So we're gonna have to dive in quick, wrap this bad boy up. So, question this week, which I believe was put up by 
cliff earlier today because we were kind of i've been a bit too busy to even think about um questions for the show so cliff just quickly came up with one which is just um yeah to just asking the community what they've been playing um recently i don't know how you want to go about doing this how how you want to break this all out well i've read i'll take this first one because i think this is just fantastic because not only we got a, quite a few responses at very short notice but yes, we managed we, we have such a great little community it's we're small yeah. but we're great yeah definitely. um as Stephen Veyu from soft from soft junkie he responded that, um say the last guardian is in the machine right now but bloodborne has been calling my name <laughs> yet again uh, and he is truly a from soft junkie mm, like is, that yeah. guy plays through all the games like monthly it seems yeah. <laughs> such a good dude yeah. Uh, um, yeah but then straight away from that we get a response from neo loki responding to our, uh, our twitter and um it's steven saying yeah my question is about bloodborne 2 why do i suck <laughs> any, any helpful ob- objectivity is much appreciated hmm. uh just you gotta go balls to the wall with Bloodborne. Just yeah, be aggressive. Really do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, that's it my advice. Demands it. Yeah, it demands it from you. If you don't give it exactly the attention it demands, then you're just not gonna progress anywhere in that game. You need to be sitting upright and paying attention. You need to be so quick and nimble and oh no I've already stopped this. I'm not getting into yeah, this sh- again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into this again now. Jala, you haven't yeah. played Bloodborne yet, have you? No. no. Oh, it's so good. Um, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> um, but then it continues from the most fabulous Nikki, a lost panda on Twitter. She then goes, I will help you. <laughs> I sucked at it too. Now I am in love with it. And yes. if you've listened to Don't Go Up Skeleton's most recent episode, it was a fantastic listen. Extra long episode, a two-part. Two-parter with Nikki and um, the lovely Jeremy. Um, or the worst, Jeremy. Um, and yeah, so she's volunteered help. And I just love that this little community is coming together. And then so then um, I think I missed a, a response. There was another one in there that Stephen said, we need to set up a little co-op party. And then Nikki yeah, yeah. said, I am so down yeah. for this. Yeah. And I just I just wanted to shout that out. I think that's really cool that our, our question has put a little group of our, our, um, our Twitter community together. Um, yeah. Playing Bloodborne. Yeah. And hopefully they're playing right now. And that's just awesome. Yeah, well, I think I was just looking at the responses here. I think um, this one more now. Yeah, Global Mega Dude, he's currently on it. He's doing chalice diving and Bloodborne with a friend of his. Uh, just gets better as time goes by. Glad to see it's so popular. It really <laughs> is. It really is. It's I will say though, at the time of release, there was a, everyone enjoyed it, but there was a bit of negativity towards it. How they seen there wasn't enough content and it was quite short or. There's not the depth wasn't there that this other Souls games had, and I just wanted to say that's been obviously proven wrong. Yeah, and, definitely. <laughs> um, it's and yeah. it seems like the Dark Souls franchise has fallen into the Zelda franchise, where the most recent one is the one that people don't like <laughs> until the next one comes out. <laughs> definitely, yeah. And to um, his, to to its credit, it's been the only one out of the entire series that I've put like triple figures of hours into. So. You know, nice. so that, yeah, so it's not saying it's got any content. It's got too much content <laughs> to handle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we can move on. That was a cool little response chain. That's why I kind of put that in there first. Yeah, I really totally like that. Yeah. Um, totally. So thanks, uh, people, for supporting and helping each other. I like it. 
Ja. Yeah. Så so cool. Ja, så sin one here. Um, yeah, I'll take the next one. Um, yep. From, I was gonna pick this one out is from somebody called uh, Sentinel Plus, who I think might be possibly a new listener. I don't remember seeing this name come up before. Um, just saying, anyone giving Suda 51's Let It Die a go? So, there you go. At least somebody Talk on this it. show has. Because I read that earlier and I was a bit disappointed because Jeremy wasn't on and I know he has played it. But then you came on and you have played it as well, so it's all good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's free, so it's worth giving it a go. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, if it's free, then why not? Yeah. <laughs> what um, do you got to lose if it's free? We also had Mr. Tech. Um, at the Turk, sorry, Mr. Turk, at the Turk, um, he asked if we played the Last Guardian. I'm assuming that none nope. of you have because you haven't mentioned it. Uh, sorry, no, I I bought it today, but it won't be here until Monday or Tuesday, I think. So, no, sorry, no, I Mr. Turk. It up. No, That'll hopefully next, next time I'm on, I I should be uh, unless I've been playing Bloodborne again. Um, then in which case you might not hear about it, but I will try and actually. <laughs> And actually get out of that rut and try and play <laughs> a bit of The Last Guardian for the next time I'm on. <laughs> and we... I was just looking at this one. So we've got one from Kay at Humanity Upgrade, who was a guest from the last time I was hosting the show. And she says, I booted up the Resident Evil 7 demo again after the last patch and was very surprised to find mm-hmm. a monster in it. <laughs> That's fair enough, I suppose. I mean, I haven't... Um, played the demo i played it when it first came out and i've been wanting to play it since then but i'm trying to sort of just leave it there i want to go in relatively blind because i don't know i know like spots of details about it here and there but in terms of the actual gameplay i'm trying to just leave it and just go in as fresh as i can so yeah yeah i'll be meaning to try the demo again so i probably will do that this week or soon um Yeah, that's the one. So, uh, so then we have got Nikki Lost Panda again. I just want to be heavily armored and drunk in Destiny. <laughs> How do I do the thing? Uh, sorry, Cliff is our our resident Destiny man. He'll probably have some advice, but he's not here. So is sorry, he Nikki, down? we're letting you down. Because the last time we spoke about Destiny, he said he was kind of going off it a bit. Oh, he's up and down every month. Uh, <laughs> um, but he still knows the most about Destiny, regardless of, if he's if he's given up That's on true, it, he'd yeah. still know. He'd have yeah. the advice. Um, I I bought the most recent pack to play with Jeremy and Cliff, and they've never played it with me, so I still haven't done the, the Rise of Iron yet. So maybe me and you <laughs> can play Nikki. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, are you I a Destiny? Thinking... Are you on to Destiny, Jana? Nope. No, no, no. Destiny girl. No, Pretty it's much. fine. I'm I'm a very late adopter anyway, only about two, three months ago. So, because I thought it was a bit poo to begin with, but um, <laughs> yeah. But I've I've actually really clicked with it recently. So, yeah, I was thinking of maybe if obviously Christmas is a busy time for everybody, so it's it's kind of difficult to fit it in. But I was hoping to try and squeeze in a raid at some point. Um, nice. Just trying to find the time for everybody because obviously they're going to be busy seeing mm-hmm. family and whatnot. So. Yeah, but I mean, if if anybody's um, up for that, just give me a shout on Twitter and we'll try and get something sorted out. Yeah, sounds um, good. Yeah, I think that's all the app responses, isn't it? I think it's just the DMs. Yeah. And then we've to... got someone trying to outdo you, Josh. Yeah, yeah, I've been looking at this. He's he's, he's about 25 paragraphs off. <laughs> you know, that's, a fair, that's a fair game, that. 
<laughs> do you want to take that one, Josh, Mystic Referee? Yeah, go on then. I'll, I'll take that Sorry, one. So I feel just... bad that Java, you nope. don't, don't have the show notes, do you? So you, we're just yeah, reading I'm and you're having to listen. That's okay. It's all good. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go, Josh. Okie dokie. Well, I suppose it's only fair, really, considering I've had to inflict other people with my real long messages. So, you know, it's it's about time I got stuck in. So this is from Mystic Referee at Mystic Referee 86. He said, I have some thoughts on Dishonored that I wanted to send in as listener feedback for Dark Insight. And it ended up being too long, so I hope it's not too indulgent. <laughs> Don't worry about that one. And I understand if it is if it's too much of a constraint to read it all out. Here it is, though, since I collected it all in one place. I've finally been going through Dishonored 1 because no one on my timeline of late would shut up about the series. And I have to say, I get it. Holy <laughs> shit, what a game. At first, I tried to be I had tried to be good, do good, and generally try a low chaos run, hiding, save scumming, just being as stealthy as I can, and I found it tedious. I figured not killing things is just a nice thing to do in this world on my first run. <laughs> but no, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> the, outsi- the outsider, who is literally Satan, or more appropriately, the Loki of this world, gives you your powers for exactly one reason, having mm-hmm. fun. Amen to that. Um, this world is not what it seems on first glance it's not some kind of model society that's being caught up in the apocalypse with sympathetic characters that you'll want to save and care for no it's more akin to demon souls where they all seem to be trapped up in a universe that doesn't care for them or rather toys with them all specifically the larger cosmology of Dishonored uh, reminds me of the ending to Demon Souls where uh, you're asked to decide if this world is worth saving. I've come to the conclusion that no, this world doesn't deserve saving. <laughs> no one except for Corvo, Emily, and Boatman Samuel can be qualified as good in this world. It is a world consumed by greed, stupidity, horrific torture, and cleansing in the name of religion, brutal class divide, and old whale murder. There you go, so harking back to the earlier conversation. Um, ah, yes, the whales. At first, it feels like a throwaway detail about this city. Oh, it's a whaling town, but it doesn't stop there. The in-game lore gets crazier and crazier as you go through various missions, and the moment I realise what they're going for, the whales have a cosmic mm-hmm. power in this universe. The outsider is probably a killer whale from another dimension. <laughs> see, see Free Willy, he gets it. For real. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can totally see that. Um, and whatever apocalypse transpires in this world is probably see? whale revenge. <laughs> is when... The, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, <laughs> when the game entered another stratosphere for me, it's that Lovecraft twist we love yet again. Whale gods visit the world only to be killed and consumed. In fact, I fear that one of the DLCs literally reveals that whales in this world have tentacles. <laughs> I can't wait. There you go. With regards to the gameplay, I've realised it's all about letting go. Unless it's a challenge run where you're going for a specific kind of outcome. The game revels in the fact that it wants you to be Batman in Whale <laughs> Gotham. <laughs> I had a holy shit moment as I realised that when I get caught, it was extremely bad for the person who caught me because I'm just a magic man in their town and they have no power over me. I can dispose of them in a variety of ways. That is when Dishonored became a playground for me and the moment I truly started appreciating what this game is going for. It's been a blast. I can't wait to play the DLCs for Dishonored, which I hear are great. I can tell you more about this world, but more importantly, I'm relishing the prospect of playing Dishonored 2, which I hear is even better. A+. plus. What 
a fantastic mm-hmm. response that was. Absolutely loved reading that out. That was fantastic. It was Thank good. You very much for that. Yeah. Although I was a little self-indulgent giving yourself an A-plus grade. That should be up to us giving you the grade. <laughs> but no, A-plus from me. Yay! <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's on yeah, board definitely. about the whales. <laughs> <laughs> the, co- the cosmic... Yeah, yeah you the cosmic totally horror see that, whales though. of doom that yeah. really need to be set free yeah. and let them let them all destroy everybody. I'm telling you. <laughs> there you go. We've got oh, whale see? riders down here in New Zealand, so we can That's ride the better. whales of doom. You're giving me ideas for like a whole new co-op universe <laughs> in my brain. See, they just they, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's good. Um, so finally, we have, last but not least, the fantastic Jake Lionheart, uh, new father. Yeah, and congrats. new new father <laughs> of a PlayStation 4, too. <laughs> so yeah, he's got a real man. baby and a new PlayStation baby. Good man. Yeah. Um, he, he says, I'm finally playing Final Fantasy 15 and really enjoying it. But I thought that I'd take a break and give Bloodborne a go. Good Turns man. out that Bloodborne... Born has me feeling way more tense and vulnerable than Dark Souls ever did. I guess it's because I would would wander into new places in Dark Souls with my shield up and and pacify myself into thinking I was safe and secure behind my board. But Bloodborne has no safety blanket for me to hide behind. When I'm getting pimp slapped by a dude shouting get out get out things are far more intense than expected i'm loving the gameplay so far but i will most likely be tweeting you guys far more yeah. for advice and help well, very that's, excited that's that you've what, got the bloodborns yeah that's that's what we're here for jake so and you heard me just I'm go off on more about it just now so i'm always happy to lend a hand i'm not that good myself but I'll well and can. then you've got the whole community <laughs> ready and willing um, to help too so yeah, yeah, that's true. Which is something I didn't necessarily have the first time I went. So it's so it's good now that him being sort of a late adopter of it, that instead he's actually he's already got that that friendship base around him to help him out if he needs it. And there's always something to be on with on hands to to give him a help at some point. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jake, you got to get Dark Souls three so we can do our our lion um, shield run. I can't remember what it's called. The champion gear. The the sword and the lion shield. He was really excited by the when he, that that when he saw it. So, Dark Souls Three is next. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing what Bloodborne wraps up with. That's going to be very, very interesting. Oh yeah, Bloodborne rap would be cool. Yes. Jala, are you aware of Jake Lionheart um, and who I he is? Heard about him on one of the episodes. Ta-da! Okay. Uh, he's yeah. He's he's in the community, but he he does uh, his own mm-hmm. game video game raps. Yeah. Uh, so he's done quite a few for Overwatch, uh, which are very good, better than the <laughs> game. Although Overwatch is fun, <laughs> and and he's done a few Dark Souls. He did one for Jeremy, um, Don't Give Up Skeleton, and he's got yeah. a little EP of uh, some Dark Souls one raps, and yeah, some Bloodborne ones will awesome. be fantastic. He's he's really cool. cool. Yeah, really good bloke. Yeah, his tracks are generally the ones that we have um, posted right at the end of these cool. episodes. So. Yes, we had the Dark Souls one last ep- well, what, episode or two ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't decided which one yet, but there will be one of his uh, going at the end of this once I finish editing it. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
that's not actually the last response. We do have another one, which I have Ooh, kept late my response. Eye on. Yes, indeed, a late response from Darth Shinobi, who we will hopefully be guesting on this very show at some point in the near future. Um, awesome. Yeah, so he sent in just a quick one to say, Ori Giza's been playing a bit of Bloodborne, still as excellent as ever. You're <laughs> damn right about that. Um, good to see it's been played by many of us the past couple of weeks. Also been playing Steep. It's excellent fun. It brings back that goddamn frustration at moments trying to complete a challenge and having one more go until 100 tries later you win. <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> um, oh, and a little WRC6, a good rally game which is more forgiving and fun with a controller compared to things like Dirt. P.S. Let It Die has zero in coming with Dark Souls. Good, to, uh, good free-to-play game though. So... I guess it's yeah. you know, everybody's different, really. You know, I mean, some people will find more in Dark Souls and Let It Die than others, but uh, but yeah. So yeah. I believe that is the the last response we have. So thank you very much, one and all, for sending in your responses. It's always good fun to to see the community coming out and joining us. So yeah, absolutely brilliant. I'd say we're about to, ready to to wrap up aren't we unless there's anybody else anything else anyone wants to talk about just want to hear where we can find Jala on the internet and tell her about all the awesome stuff that she does because <laughs> yes, she does everything do. well please first do. and foremost you can find me on neonskiesstudio.com which is my uh, place of putting all of the things <laughs> I uh, I have prose stories I have a blog I have um, the all, all of my podcast appearances are posted on there uh, I also have a comic on there. I also am a painter. <laughs> so I do things and they're on there. So yeah, all the, all of those things are Everything. on that website. And then um, also, you know, uh, as aforementioned, I am generally uh, hosting on the Level Podcast from DuckFeed.tv. So you can hear me there. And if you want to double dip, the new episode of that just came out today. Um for the level and so you get to hear me and allison talk about stuff with uh cole and david and Mm -hmm. then uh let's see and i got very very excited about dishonored and i was very animated so like really really excited (laughs) if you want to hear me get very very excited that that that's the place (laughs) to hear it um (laughs) and um let's see where else i'm at jollichon in places um that's like my handle on most devices so you can find me in places that way if not neon sky studio so yeah very cool i've been looking through your website while we've been talking Mm. yeah well it's funny that i downloaded the latest episode of the level while we're yeah well there you go (laughs) i'm interested to see I'm interested to see I, your resume must be as long as that message I read out just now about Dishonored because it sounds like it should be as long as your arm. Well, then that's, that that, that's, that's why the type of I games see. that I like are the ones that are flexible and allow me variety because variety is the number one thing I like out of all things in the world. So nice. I like to do different stuff. Yeah, for, yeah. Forget G.I. Joe. We've got G.I. Joe. I do Java. different stuff all the time. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cracking well thank you very much for joining us tonight it's uh, it's been absolute pleasure having you on the show and um hopefully we can Yay! do this again and in hopefully the jeremy will be on so that way like yeah. you know he won't just be like hey jella i think you should be on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> by the way bye <laughs> <laughs> right. he'll do that again <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, he probably be well to be fair. I gave him a birthday card that said, you're not the worst, but he might just be the worst. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think he probably is. He tries to push all the blame onto Brian Wade now, but I think we all know who's the worst, really. I don't know. Those two keep fighting for top the top <laughs> role of the worst. So <laughs> I think maybe we should just the change the plurals. Yeah. So maybe the worst. <laughs> yeah, the worst. That sounds like a comedy Doesn't duo it? or something. Well, thank you guys. For... <laughs> yeah, they pretty yeah. they pretty much are. Well, yeah, thank you guys for much. having me on. So, yeah. even though it was like a cold call and you'd never heard me before. No, no problem. <laughs> no, no problem. So it's yeah. It, because I, I was quite nervous about it, but you made me feel at ease. So it's, it's actually, yeah, it's been really cool to chat to you. And yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, so th- thank you to everyone for listening. Um, if you want to track us down, you can find us on Twitter at Dark Inside Pod. Um, we're on iTunes. Uh, we're on SoundCloud. I think we're pretty much on every podcast app out there. If there is one you use that we're not a part of or you can't find us on there on a search, um, if you let us know, and we'll try and do something about that. And then in the meantime, you can listen to all the podcasts that will be on darkinsight.net. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's pretty much it. Um, Vader, where can people find you on the internet? Sure, they wish to do so. Uh, Vader Van Oden on Twitter, uh, YouTube, um, me and my son's channel. Go check it out. We need some more love there. Um, and recently, I guested on King Kiwi God's Ooh, podcast, Inside People. Um, we had a good old chat about all things um, <laughs> that we could. Um, it's a long form podcast, so it's three hours, but it was a good chat. Um, yeah, so that's uh, inside Inside People Pod, I think, is the Twitter. Lovely, cracking. And if you want to find me on Twitter, which is pretty much the only place on the internet I am, uh, you can find me at Morbid Beard. Um, if you want to find me on there and then if you want to add me on PSN or Xbox both of those are on there so just if you track me down on Twitter you can find my stuff on there Um, but yeah thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week with a new show thank you and definitely not thinking about blowing something up no way (laughs) definitely not okay come on maybe just a little something I'm the evil Australian bomber what bombs at whatever time he damn well pleases. Now after Down Under came asunder, the dust settled. The junker economics were explosive. The most pedal been driven by a man been driven mad. The most Mac fella, you might have heard of him. He goes by Junkrat. Now Junkrat don't pack gats, he's passed out. Why put a bullet in a body when a bomb can blow the town flat? His boy Roadhog been pushing 900 pounds. They skip town to get the paper burning everything down. So take it to the county with the bounty readers. Went to five mil in the fast lane cruising. Taking plenty of fine fillers. Got a gig from a suit. He provide the right loot. Bomb some omnics and make sure the hostages be breathing oxygen. Chopping things. Ribbons of cop box, they pop the top to get up. His eyes bulging now, yo, it's a setup. Fed up, he strung up that damn suit on a crane and blew the spot to smear the ring so you'd remember his name. Robot, <laughs> you telling me I can't blow up these scrap heaps? They're taking the point, time to blow it them up. I meant them. Can you do a flat white? No? How about I flatten the place? Get tired of this. <laughs> so much drama going on.
talk much, the quiet and deadly type. But given the chance, he'll rip and shred up the mic. Not known for being the most cunning of linguists, he usually prefers to do the talking with his fists. Ouch. Not a fan of those ten-headed omnis. No bios from Mako, he'll flood your fiber optics. Joining junk rap, man, it's only monetary. Splitting up the bounty, uh-huh. yeah, you know it's 50-50. Crime spree supreme, Jack and jewels in the king's row, yo. Even sticking up the Banco de Dorado. Legendary stars on the moment in crime. Y'all got your hook chain, and he's pulling in the line. Something up. What a bunch of misfits and freaks we got here. 